Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Yes, we are here. Summer has come, um, definitely has. And we uh, opened up with Dragon from the Bondi Road album. 3CR broadcast proudly from the lands of the Kulin Nations at the overlap of the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples. We pay respects to Elders past and present. Hello to any Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander, First Nations people tuning in and acknowledge that all the land was stolen and never ceded. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Have more to say on that um, in a little while, actually. Amongst other things on the show today, we'll talk about the recent trans history book that was launched during the week here in Nam, and also um, have a chat about a doco. There's, it's all happening here today. There's lots of ways to get in touch with um, Out of the Pan on 3CR and lots of modern means of technology. Out of the Pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456 751 215. Tweet Mastodon, Blue Sky, and Instagram at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. And look for posts on Facebook, my page, Sally Goldner, and Out of the Pan, 3CR, 855 AM Melbourne. Remember, any opinions on the program are strictly my own and not those of any organisation with which I've been associated. Um, Possible content warnings, um, if they come up today, I don't think they'll be anything um, too much. Um, I'll give the general numbers now um, for QLife, including Switchboard in Victoria and Tasmania, 1-800-184-527. Rainbow Door, 1-800-729-367. Also got a competition, which I'm going to announce in a little while, um, which will be um, um, coming up um, for drawing next week. And the thing is, in terms of how to communicate... I actually had two pieces of snail mail this week. Um, sort of um, all my um, festivuses had come at once. Uh, P.O. Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. Thanks to Wombat for the card. Um, I'll come back to what was on it in a minute. And also to the person who sent in the latest Nick Barker album. I will have a listen to that um, this afternoon in the um, sunshine and fresh air has the cool, bri- cool breeze to quote the late great Tony Gregg has come through and we'll enjoy it and yes PO Box 1277 Collingwood deep breath say it calmly you've practiced this Sally congratulations to Collingwood on their win yes it was a well fought game um, do feel commiserations for the Brisbane Lions they have nothing of, of which for which about which to be ashamed um, a great game of football. I'm when you when your own team is not playing, you just want a close and good quality game, and we pretty much got that. Some would say had Collingwood kicked straighter, um, it would have been a more, more one-sided game. But see, that's why you should kick queer. Um, there's there's my um, pun, and I'm sticking to it. Someone's got to do it. Um, and yes, um, I had a. A galah day at friends who put on a barbecue. Someone's got to keep the Daryl Summers jokes going. I'll do those as well. Anyway, um, got to um, say why I got a card from the fabulous Wombat. Thanks, Wombat. Um, yours declaring my interest, obviously, in this. Um, forgot to talk about this last week. Um, not sure why. 
brain fogged over, as it does. Um, but anyway, I went on Monday a week ago to the Galar premiere of the Danny Laidley documentary, Two Tribes um, Revealed, Danny Laidley's Two Tribes, and how she has done a wonderful job, in my opinion, or and continues to do so, of bringing them together. Um, very, very um, well done. And um, yes, um, to quote uh, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I got free food and free alcohol at the launch. Redneck heaven, um, end quote. Or as Robert Dippy Domenico once said, I think at the, at the when he won the Brownlow, he only came along for the free feed. Um, well, yes, look, battling community people, we you know want um, we um, deserve a bit of a, a freebie now and then. Um, got to rub shoulders with the footballer Razzi to some extent, but that's not important right now. Um, it's a, it's a, what is it? It's a big building with, um, with doctors in it. No. Um, anyway, seriously, Danny Laidley, I have to say, is a lovely, lovely person. Let's see if I can get her on the program sometime. That could be a good idea. Um, well, two good ideas in a, in a moment. That's, um, now I'm really worried. Um, I'm off to the doctor after the show. Um, but, um, the documentary is of course the main thing. And look, I think, um, biased as I may be. And yes, yours truly talks about what it was like to be trans in the 90s um, in Melbourne slash Nam. And it wasn't easy. You know, um, remember, this is pre-internet, so there's less communication. Um, not easy to find the, the point where I began to be more myself. There were, from memory, three social and support groups. At that point, there was the long-running group Seahorse Club of Victoria. There was Chameleons and there was... Also, TLC, Transgender Liberation and Care, and these groups sort of merged, morphed through names and forms and all that sort of thing. Um, but writing to Seahorse was like trying to, well, I won't, I'll say tongue-in-cheek, writing to ASIO. You wrote something to a PO box, you then got, a, I think, something, what was it called, a, um, some initial information and had to have a meeting. And then, you, of course, you wrote back and you know, had an interview and then you got approved for membership. Now, understandably, fair enough, um, given the, you know, the attitudes in those days, people were understandably nervous about being, to use in simple language, being out. Um, but it wasn't easy. There wasn't a lot of support. And um, the thing is, that was discussed quite well in the um, doco with, um, you know, sort of um, Danny talking to two um, teammates at the time when North were in the at the top of the table, and um, you know, sort of one. I think it was Wayne Schwoss says, "I would have listened, but I wouldn't have known what to do." And I think this raises a really good point about you know an ally. Um, if you you know if you don't know what to do, you can find out, or you can just listen to start with, or see if you can find out later on and say, "Look, I'll try to find something. I'll be discreet and check things out." Of course, nowadays there are a lot more services out there, um, you know, health services that are either um, specifically queer run or very supportive of the queer community. Um, you know, um, for example, Thorn Harbour Health, Drummond Street, um, Northside Clinic, um, Paran Market Clinic, and there's lots more. It does seem now that people are well informed and it's not just the few that we used to have. But it was not easy. There wasn't the accurate information, um, certainly for someone in Danny's position in such a prominent role, very, very difficult. So, um, you know, that's the part where yours truly came in. It talks about all sorts of issues. Um, content note, it talks about, um, you know, sort of, we'll say, excessive use of substances. 
Danny talks about the issues with the police um, that happened on that, we'll say, fateful night in 2020 and what went wrong and whether we've fixed that. I don't know if we have or not. Um, I would query whether we have. Um, you know, there still seems to be a lot of machoism in, um, you know, sort of um, policing um, in Victoria and the various forces in Australia and probably um, the rest of, um, um, you know, sort of, um, um, you know, the uh, rest of the world for that matter. So, yeah, um, a good good document. It's very honest. It's authentic. And yet it does give a sense of hope. And the thing that I'd say very warmly is um, Danny's hinted that she wants to go back to coaching. I think, great, if that's what you want, but I'm going to put my neck out a bit here. I think Danny has great leadership potential to do more than football coaching, you know, regardless of sex or gender or anything else. Uh, I think she um, has a huge amount of emotional intelligence and humility, willingness to learn. She doesn't know everything about the trans community. Come and consult with a lot of people, listen to perspectives and the whole thing. So, yeah, well worth a, do- a watch if you have Stan, um, check into it. Um, you know, if you can't afford to subscribe to um, a net streaming service, um, find a mate, chip in, I don't know, um, buy it for a month and have a watch party or something. Is that legal? Um, if it's not, I'm sorry, net streaming service. Um, but um, certainly worth the watch. Now, talking of parties, I, as I said, had a great um, party yesterday at a friend, at friends who put on all food and income a whole um, in a socially acceptable way, um, including... Um, being friends of my one of my um, my friend who ran the event um, had a show bag at the end with orange juice couldn't get patra but um, had an orange juice a chiquito bar um, denko rub um, all sorts of things a bit like the world of sport um, and um, the bataki sport goods Um, so yeah and we all took a gift home each so a wonderful day and a great match as I said and Jenny's commented in on this and linked all the threads together, um, Our uh, one of our correspondents. Um, how good was the grand final yesterday? Yes, absolutely it was, Jenny. A good match in pretty good spirit. Okay, a bit of tense moments here and there, but nothing too huge. Not a huge footy fan, but that was a great atmosphere. Yes, it was. Um, you know, sort of 100,000 plus and 24 to be precise. Thoughts on Kiss? Too young to know any of their songs. Yeah, they still got it. Um, their aging cream works. Oh, hang on, they had makeup on. Um, yeah, look, good, good fun, rock and roll, yeah, right on, and all that sort of thing. Um, why aren't there openly gay players? Yeah, this is still an issue that we don't have at AFL level in this country any out gay and bisexual cisgender men. And I've said this um, many, many times over the years no one wants to be first. And until we get, say, four or five who can somehow um, come together, work it through, and then, you know, sort of do a press conference or whatever it is, media conference, and then all come out together and share the load. No one will do it. It's just too hard. I get that. Um, it's sad that it's too hard, of course. Um, and, um, you know, I wish they wish there was, but, um, you know, we everyone's obviously aware of the past and present players in each club, and, you know, it seems like it's doing better than about 15 years ago where one... Um, former AFL player said people shouldn't come out, it'd be too hard. I think we're getting in the right direction, but it is slow, which leads to your next sentence. Do you manage to ask people in that sport why there's such slow progress? 
Um, well, no, I don't have access. I'm I'm not really part of the Transarazzi anymore. Um, I've been uh, excommunicated. That's another story for another time. And, um, you know, it is an interesting thing. You know, we've got lots of um, lesbian and bi AFLW players. Um, and, you know, Darcy Vesco, who plays AFLW for Carlton, identifies as non-binary and commentators can use Darcy's pronouns. Yeah, so I'm not sure what's holding it up. I think that is my theory. I'll stick with it. Um, and, you know, look, if some that's my, you know, 11 cents, including GST. Lots of hugging and kissing between male players, yes. Um, it's uh, um, lots of fun. And also AFLW, yes, rolling along. Um, Richmond AFLW, three and two. Go Tigrets, um, if that's an appropriate term. So, yeah, well done. Um, a great game, a great day, sorry. Um, lots of good fun and um, lots to be had. Um, and Danny's also just popped in another one. Um, still, that and a message as well. Sorry, someone has to, as I say, keep those old gags going. Still very sad that some of Danny's kids aren't in contact with her. Yeah, this is very, very true. We hope that can change in time. I have seen kids and grandkids, um, you, know, you know, get in touch with, um, you know, sort of trans people over time. And, you know, it's just every family is unique. There could be something that's, you know, been triggered for someone. Um, you know, that's obviously only something they can work out, but I hope it can improve. Place in politics. Um, look, politics is also a decision for everyone else. I, I often say myself, um, I've been silly enough to think about going into politics. I just haven't been silly enough to do it. And I, I doubt I will now for personal reasons. Um, I just don't think um, I'd be able to handle the intensity is my honest answer, which is sad, but um, that's where it is. Um, anyway have to see what happens um all right um anyway um we said we'd have a competition now next week on the show i'll be interviewing the fabulous jack brady about their um show in the melbourne fringe festival which is now underway um god hates me which is on um two weeks from tonight goodness me flime flime's tying um and um god hates me is a look at cults and cult-like thinking and we've got a bit of a competition that we've decided to do where you can get a couple of free tickets to go to this one-off show. It's only one night this season um, at Fringe. God hates me at the Motley Bauhaus. Um, I love saying that. Um, so it's funny, creative things, not so not serious, not literal here, that could be cult-like. Now, Jack's given the example of needing to do 20 job applications to get Centrelink that's below the poverty line. So it's a sort of weird funny, creative things that could be considered cult-like. I mean, you know, I, I see where Jack's coming from here. I mean, it's a bizarre thing. Um, yeah, 20 job applications that probably take up um, a lot of time. You've probably got no hope of getting them. I mean, uh, if you are able to, it's well noted, actually, that most jo um, jobs are found through the so-called hidden market or unadvertised, 75%, um, I think, according to one estimate, and yet they insist on you applying for jobs in newspapers. Um, it's a bit stupid, 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 to quote Randy Orton. There's a wrestling reference at 21 minutes in. Gosh, I'm surprised I made it that long. And this segment's going on for a long time. All right, um, 
So, you know, start popping those in. I'm going to pop that on all the social media. Um, and as I say, the best example, and I'll keep it pumping throughout the week, and we'll talk to Jack next week. Also got a great guest lined up for the 15th in the immortal words of immortal Bill Laurie. It's all happening here at the MCG. It's all happening here at the 3CR studios, but um, we'll just tone it down a little with some music. Here is uh, The Black Sorrows from an early album, Dear Children, and, well... Um, so many things, including my brain. I'm mystified. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
I'm Deborah Cheatham Freon, and you're listening to 3CR. Stay tuned and stay radical. It's all about a voice in our own country. We've got a reason to be screaming out, where's our voice in this country? You know, not that I want to be a part of the Constitution for that, you know. That's why 3CR is so important to, to me and this community here. We've got a voice, but it's not, you know, we're entitled to a bigger voice than what we've got. But it's all about having a voice. Subscribe to 3CR, fiercely independent and community controlled. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 03 9419 8377. 3CR 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Yes, we're now on that um, for another four, six months. We're here and the curtains will fade and you'll have to get up earlier to milk the cows or something like that. Um, one, we had an email in from Jenny. I'll come to that in a second, but played those two messages quite deliberately because I'm going to talk about something. Now, I don't often give speechy speech stuff, but I think this is one of those times where an exception, a positive exception, is needed. Um, two weeks yesterday, 13 days to go before we vote in the referendum in regarding to the voice, and no, I'm neither Aboriginal nor Torres Strait Islander, I totally acknowledge my privilege in that area, that I'm white, we'll say 99% Anglo-Saxon, all those sorts of things, totally, but um I am someone who's experienced discrimination, stigma, similar, we'll say negativity for um, parts of my identity, and I'd like to believe I'm a very empathic person. And in that sense, kindness, I try to live as hard as I can. I'm not perfect, but I try at least for 50.1% to live by my personal motto. Ask yourself every day is both what you are doing and how you are doing it coming from a place of kindness. And in that sense, I will be voting yes Saturday week um, for The Voice. I feel that, um, you know, we've obviously treated our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples on this big island and most of the surrounding smaller ones very, very poorly. Can we change the past? No. Can we try to make up for it? Yes. If you make a mistake, you admit it, fix it, learn from it, try to prevent it happening again. I think that's really, really important to do. And, you know, look, I, you know, I'm sure I've made mistakes on race, skin colour, Aboriginal, on Torres Strait Islander. I'm the first to admit that, that maybe I haven't looked at the overall level of privilege I have. And we can all, I think, look intersectionally at our privilege and do that well. And I think that when we do that, we will um, really have to go for a yes vote. Um, you know, there are some arguments... Um, in terms of the no case, some would say, would a treaty be better? Well, I honestly think it would. But the thing is, if we don't get the voice now, I don't think we'd get the treaty. And the thing is, getting a voice perhaps would help us move to a treaty. So is it a 100% or nothing vote for yes? Probably not. But is it about 95 or 98%? Definitely. 
And I think that's the main thing. Are no voters racists? Possibly not. Um, I think there are people who are being unfortunately um, you know, listening to some of the inaccurate information that is very emotive. Um, Kayleen's popped in and said that she will also be voting yes. Thank you, Kayleen. Um, you know, I think there's, um, you know, sort of has been a lot of fear mongering. And you think about from our point of view in the LGBTIQA plus communities, particularly gay and lesbian, what happened in 2017 during the marriage equality postal vote, there was a lot of fear mongering. And, you know, it's simply not on. Um, you know, we've got to try to look at this from the place in our heart that is kindness to use our rationality. And I think we need to do that. And um, I hope that my little bit here, you know, is one drop in the ocean that just can make a difference. Um, as I say, you know, I'm, what is, um, I'm not Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander, but the thing that I always asked as someone who is trans and bi and neurodivergent, people listen and try to understand. And I think if we listen to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voices, then we um, will you know, understand that I think the vast majority of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people would want us to vote yes. And we need to listen to those voices and then that will enable, we'll say, a bigger voice that could move things forward more and in a better direction and help level the playing field, so to speak, you know, increase um, equity and justice for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Um so back to have you welcome your thoughts on that. Um, Jenny's popped in some thoughts, thoughts on Dan Andrews' resignation. Um, Jenny being from Sydney and just saw the love-hate with him as a leader. Was he an ally for our community? Um, so, yeah, he certainly was love-hate. I mean, through the somewhat emotive, well, I think highly emotive time that was 2020 and 21 and the pandemic and Dan went for the, um, we'll say, more most intense lockdowns or relatively intense in terms of the eight states and territories around Australia um, and that created division at a time of um, emotion. There certainly seems to be a belief that, um, you know, allegations, repeat allegations that quite a few times he seemed to come up squeaky clean when there was some alleged dirty stuff going on um did so the question some would ask the question did he decide to jump before he was pushed and relatively go out on top apart from say the commonwealth games cancellation you know that's not my area of expertise that's the question i don't have the answer on that was he an ally for lgbtiqa plus communities i think that overwhelmingly the andrews government has been since 2014 and for that matter the Brax Brumby era from 2002 to 10 has been and has locked in a lot. Um, also the fact that the Liberals, to some extent the Nationals, don't seem to be providing cohesive opposition um, you know, has probably made the job easier a bit, which from the point of the queer communities is great. And I mean, you look at the list of reforms that have happened, um, you know, that from a trans point of view, the birth certificate reforms, which are of a high standard, and, you know, look, there's still the potential to get them up to the Tasmania and Queensland, um, you know, Australian proverbial gold standard. And the only reason they couldn't, that couldn't happen in 2019 was under the state constitution legislation that 
where there is an impasse between the two Houses of Parliament has to be reintroduced in pretty in the same format, and there was only one amendment because marriage equality had um, been achieved, so we didn't need to talk about forced divorce. We had to go with that, so we didn't get that high standard at the time. But you look at the funding that's been given to rainbow communities, you look at the support, um, the drag you know, having a drag queen in state parliament while all the you know drag queen story time events were under attack. Um, those sorts of things, I think, are good. There are some who say it could be better. Um, some who say it's performative. You know, um, I think there's at least a solid enough record to back it up. Is my honest opinion. Um, so there's my well, twenty two cents worth for what it's worth with GST and inflation. Um, welcome everyone else's thoughts, um, you know, polite discussion and all that sort of thing. Um, let's see if um, we have any more thoughts. Um, Kayleen's popped in with thoughts on The Voice. Also, Gret sets the scene for further change. Can the term intersectionality be extended to allyship? Does that give any benefit? Genuinely don't know. Term intersectionality extended to allyship. Um you know, sort of, I think to some extent it does because if you, you know, people of long suffering listeners, I mean, long time listeners to this program will know that I've railed against the double standards in our communities many, many times and um, feel very frustrated by that. And I think that one of the things that we all need to do is to be, in terms of diversity and intersectionality, lifting everyone so we all each other all the time rather than you know putting people down and then say oh but we need to do this bit and not that bit so i suppose there is in um ally intersection intersectionality and allyship do have an intersection um so to speak kayleen um and i think that um you know if you i think there's more likelihood that people who have been through tough stuff because of who they are will probably you know would be more likely i think to have empathy for the voice in this case Welcome everyone's thoughts on this, um, so long as they're polite. Um, and Jenny's come in right now. Sadly, with high living costs, some Australians are not really engaged, switched off, and that includes our own community. Well, yes, some certainly have. We have unconscious biases. We don't see enough diversity even in queer activist circles. Yes, some agree with that one too. Um, still lots of neurotypicality, lack of trauma-informed, as well as predominantly white. Dan Andrews had a staff that worked at a community radio station, um, according to Crikey, which is interesting. Um, I'm curious about that one. Um, you know, sort of um, some would probably agree with that. Um, you know, sort of I'm not really sure about that one. Um, you know, I'm probably better not say anything, um, you know, sort of too much or much more. I think what we can do, though, is play an appropriate track um, from Paul Kelly. And this one, of course, written by Paul with Kev Carmody, is well known. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR, digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally. Gather round people I'll tell you a story, an eight-year-long story of power and pride. British Lord Vesti and Vincent Lignari were opposite men on opposite sides. 
chest he was fat With money and muscle Beef was his business Broad was his door Vincent was lean He spoke very little He had no bank balance Hard dirt was his floor From little things Big things grow From little things Big things grow The Ringe were working for nothing but rations But once they had gathered the wealth of the land Daily the pressure got tighter and tighter The Ringe decided they must make a stand They picked up their swags and started off walking At Waddy Creek they set themselves down Now it don't sound like much But it sure got tongues talking Back at the homestead And then in the town From little things Big things grow From little things Big things grow The bestie man said I'll double your wages Eighteen quid a week You'll have in your hand Vincent said, uh-uh We're not talking about wages We're sitting right here Till we get our land Vesty man roared Vesty man thundered You don't stand the chance Of a cinder in snow Vincent said, if we fall Others are rising From little things Big things grow From little things, big things grow Then Vincent Lignari boarded an airplane Landed in Sydney, big city of lights And daily he went round softly speaking his story To all kinds of men from all walks of life And Vincent sat down with big politicians This affair, they told him, it's a matter of state Let us sort it out while your people are hungry Vincent said, no thanks, we know how to wait From little things, big things grow From little things, big things grow Then Vincent Lingari returned in an airplane Back to his country once more to sit down And he told his people, let the stars keep on turning We have friends in the south, in the cities and towns Eight years went by, eight long years of waiting To one day a tall stranger appeared in the land And he came with lawyers, and he came with great ceremony, and through Vincent's fingers poured a handful of sand. From little things, big things grow. From little things, big things grow.
was a story of Vincent Lignari, but this is a story of something much more. How power and privilege can unmove a people who know where they stand, stand in the law from little things, big things grow from. Little things, big things grow From 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 little things, big things grow Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot AU three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon now Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time for the next six months um, wherever you are in the world um, adjust your clocks accordingly move them forward and they'll fall off the mantelpiece I did that joke last week why I do but I did it again this week um, thank you Aussie Ostrich where are we um, no more messages in for now, so what else was I going to talk about today? Well, yes, I wanted to touch on the launch during the week of the Australian Trans History by someone who certainly knows his allyship, a cisgender man by the name of Noah Risman, who has um, put this together. And um, I unfortunately didn't um, go to the Melbourne launch on Thursday night. There will be a Sydney one coming soon, um, so you'll get a chance to have a chat about it. And um, I think it's really important that um, we document our history. It's since 1910, but Noah um, certainly does um, have a look at um, the, um, you know, sort of um, as much as um, possible history prior to that, which is, of course, important because, um, you know, there were obviously people here prior to what is called 1788, and um, we need to make sure that's acknowledged um, so, um, definitely a good book. I'm waiting to get my hands on a copy and have Noah into the studio at some point. Um, look forward to that massively, um, and have a chat about it. I think it's, um, you know, good that we document our history, you know, so we can understand where we've come from, you know, sort of what's that saying, um, from, um, you know, those who are doomed, uh, those who do not learn the mistakes of history are doomed to repeat them. 
I sometimes think the trans community and our queer communities um, need to have that um, sort of put in front of them on a mirror and look at it last thing before they go to bed at night because I think we often do make the same mistakes. Um, That's a story for another time. But uh, the history, I think, is much needed and I think makes a big difference um, to have this. Um, There's been a great review um, of it um, in the nine media papers by uh, Sam Elkin, um, a contributor to our community. Um, um, and um, just trying to bring bring that one up, um, if we can find it. Um, here it is. Um, actually, sorry, it was um, um, been a bit of coverage of it. Um, um, there was an article in Crikey during the week um, by Noah himself, and there was also one, sorry, in the Nine Media, which I just need to um, br- to bring up, so to speak. Um, and um, here it is. Um, it is called How Australia's Understanding of Gender Nonconformity Has Involved by Sam Elkin, 28 September, 11am, um, also a six-minute listen, um, history since 1910, um, and, um, you know, sort of we've always been here, um, you know, so um, that's needed at a time where we're trying to have our identities denied, given this so-called moral panic. Um, it covers a whole heap of things from 1905, Marion Bill Edwards, um, you know, sort of who was assigned female at birth but dressed in male attire, um, so there's May Jockey Jack McDonald, Tom Ralph of Ararat, but um, AMAB, who are caught in feminine attire, judged more harshly. Um, so um, there's all these stories. Um, talks about Christian Jorgensen in the 1950s, um, and um, you know, sort of, um, and goes on to the 1970s, late girls clubs, um, all those sorts of things. Um, and apparently in Tasmania it remained illegal for AMAB people to wear women's clothing between sunset and sunrise until the year 2000. Um, it's interesting that um, there's not been enough, in I think, research into this, and uh, whilst I think the Parliamentary Apology in Victoria in 2016 did mention this, it was very hard to find people who came forward um, about these sorts of things, although... The late great Dale Crane, a trans man, I think, did experience um, some of this. Um, talks about differing experiences of queer and trans, black, indigenous and people of colour, um, including mentioning Carmen Rupe. Um, so um, lots of, um, um, you know, sort of um, um, coverage. There's coverage of um, more contemporary milestones, um, the state-based nature, um, and um, Sam's, you know, sort of will say, perhaps criticism of the book, and I'll quote, due to the state-based nature of most laws relating to trans rights, there are distinct legal battles, funding stashes, and inter-organisational struggles in each state and territory. This level of detail about eight jurisdictions can make for an exhausting read. Yes, I don't know that. So for the general reader, um, book best book best dipped in and out of for trans readers and supporters it's an invaluable account of our collective lineage and so i think that's really good and sam has a book um coming out um um in may, in may next year so it's all happening for the trans community and i'll be fair and say that sam does a wonderful program on um 
um, um, triple R called Queer View Mirror. Um, we need our queer media um, and trans and gender diverse people to talk about it thereupon. All right, let's have a couple of quick messages and uh, then we'll um, come back and wrap it all up, see if there's any last replies, um, any ideas yet on our little competition, which will be open for a week until next week. It's a bit like you can vote for the winner of the the voice or something. Anyway, let's um, have a couple of quick messages and you'll keep listening to Out at the Pan on 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out at the Pan with Sally. It's all about a voice in our own country. We've got a reason for screaming out, where's our voice in this country? You know, not that I want to be a part of the constitution for that, you know. Hi, I'm Leroy McQueen, and you're listening to 3CR. Remember to listen to um, Leroy's latest single, Long Way Down, which we played a couple of weeks ago. Give it another whirl over the next few weeks if we have time, because guests on the next shows in the next few weeks. Um, Freedom of Species comes up from one until two in about eight minutes' time, and a fabulous guest there today. Um, been informed that um, Devita will um, talk about how to care for and learning to live with flying foxes, and I don't mean a sort of, um, you know, sort of um, high wire activity either. We're talking about a creature, so that's um, always good to um, listen to Freedom of Species coming up, as I say, in at one o'clock. Um, so yeah, lots of things covered on the show today. Cult-like ideas. Um, you know, remember that. Let's go um, give you that one again. So, you know, funny, creative things that could be considered cult-like, um, you know, that kind of seem weird um, and almost, you know, sort of people being roped in. I mean, <laughs> um, I'm not sure if it's creative. Some would say try having to work nine to five like a robot um, just because the, system, the world got industrialised, whether it's capitalism, communism or socialism could be considered cult-like. Um, but uh, that's the way the the world's become. We're all just robots. I am not a robot. Um, a sort of um, funny meme that uh, I saw on f- um, social media. Uh, what was it? Um, yeah, sort of um, where you have to check a box. Um, I'm not a robot, and there's a robot sitting at the computer. Well, what if you are a robot? Then what do you do? Do you have to lie? It's it's not fair. It's not right. It's not right, is it? Um, hang on, that was Andrew Peacock. May he rest in peace. Um, yeah, so keep these things in mind. Um, lots of things coming up um, over the next few weeks. Um, about to play a track um, called Ricochet, which is another obligatory wrestling reference. Uh, don't forget, um, at Relentless Gym in Collins Street, Melton, 33 Collins Street, doors open 6 o'clock, a certain ring announcer debuts this Friday night, that's a blatant plug, but someone has to give it, and um, then in the two weeks thereafter, in Altona at the Italian Social Club as part of Fringe, yours truly um, hits the boards, um, or in this case the parquet floor at the Italian Social Club, um, for a show called Wake, um, put on by Rabble Theatre Company. So yes, I'll need that hashtag Melbourne Caffeine um, very, very much over the next um, few weeks, but we'll survive. We will survive. Um, 
um, we'll um, definitely do it because that's what we do here in Melbourne. Um, there's also lots of queer stuff coming up um, over the next few weeks. Um, there's mounts of queer stuff and diverse intersectional stuff, of course, in Fringe. Check your Fringe guide. It's almost a happy problem now that there's too much to talk about. Um, bet, um, don't forget to get your dose of queer TV um, on Friday nights on 31 slash 44 is also a happening thing um, in the next few weeks. So, um, uh, yes, make sure you um, play a part of that. Um, yeah, so we've covered a lot today. Um, as I say, please just think carefully and with compassion about um, how you vote in The Voice. Um, it is just so, so important. Um, Dan Andrews going, um, you know, what will it mean for the future, I suppose, is one other thing, Jenny. Look, I have every reason to think that most of the state Labor government, particularly at cabinet slash ministry level, are pretty supportive of, um, you know, sort of diversity and inclusion. And Victoria is a, you know, somewhat different to other parts of the country, doesn't seem to be um, as conservative, um, a bit more progressive, all those sorts of things. So I think that, um, you know, with La- if Labor stays in power, um, that's possible. Um, you know, sort of the thing is the Liberals eventually, one day we'll get back in. Um, so we just need to keep shoring things up, I suppose. Um, yep. Um, yep. Watch, remember to watch the Danny Laidley doco on stand. Um, as I say, all interests declared. I think it's really, really powerful and objective. We'll take it out today, Will, with some um, country music, a bit like Leroy McQueen, who is country. And um, this is a track from a um, two-CD set called The 50th Anniversary of the Country Music Association of Australia Winners. And this is a track from the 2010s by Christy Cox called Ricochet, um, the fiancé of my one of my heroes, ring announcer Samantha Irwin. That was another plug for Friday night at Relentless School of Pro Wrestling. I'd better get out of here before I get thrown off the air for cash for comments. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Golden. I'll catch you next week. Wasn't true, back to mine, then straight to you. Call it luck, call it fate, ricochet. You'll never know how my hands shook when I got a closer look. No more. wasn't true back to mine then straight to you call it luck call it fate ricochet 
Listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.